welcome, welcome everyone to Give God 90 Radio On Demand. My name is Jerry Mitchell, your host for Give God 90. Thank you so much for joining me as uh, we hopefully are able to complete looking at uh, what happened after we got uh, directly after we got the, the Ten Commandments when Moses went up into the smoke and was given uh, the application for what everyone had just heard. Because that's basically what it is. That's what's in the covenant. And we're going to see that uh, hopefully laid out today. Don't forget, you can download the Give God 90 apps absolutely free. Somebody else has paid for it, so you don't have to. Uh, We have the books available, uh, Tradition to Truth or God's Universe, God's Rules, available from uh, their publishers, from Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, wherever fine books are sold. Uh, I think I've got the commercial out of the way. So uh, thank you all, by the way, for everyone who has been hitting that donate button. It is greatly appreciated. But still, really, in all honesty, just live the way that your creator designed you to live. Follow his instructions uh, and we'll all be good. All right. We're going to continue today uh, in actually Exodus 23, verse 14, uh, where he's where the Almighty is telling Moses, three times a year you are going to celebrate a festival to me, or for me. You are to observe the feast of matzah, unleavened bread. Okay, For seven days you're going to eat unleavened bread as I command you. At the time appointed in the month of the V, that's the first month of the spring, Okay, Christians call it right around Easter, all right? Um... At the appointed time in the month of Eve, when, because that's when you came out of Egypt, okay, that's when that happened, it was in the spring of the year, no one is to appear before me empty-handed. Now this is considered an offering for the Lord. Not an offering to, but an offering for. <clears throat> What's the difference, you might ask? The difference... Here's the very important difference. An offering too is when we bring something like the first of our flock, the best of our produce, uh, whatever our job is, that's what we present. This is different. No one's to come before me empty-handed. Um, it is a little bit of a, not a, a mistranslation, but a mismeaning. In English, the saying is empty-handed. But in Hebrew, if you go back and you look at this in Hebrew, okay, what you're going to see is it says that no one is going to come before me empty or in vain. Do you get, you see, because vanity means empty. You know, like you have a vein of something when you mine out all the gold out out of a vein of gold, it's empty, right? You don't come before the Almighty with an empty heart. There's nothing in that he, original Hebrew about hand. So it's not something you're going to give to the Almighty. It is, it is something you have for Him. What do we bring Him? What, what is worthy? What is the only thing worthy that we have that we can give the Almighty? It's ourselves. We, we take out all the junk... All right. If we if if we were able to reach into our heart and take out all the junk, and we throw it away, we say, "Okay, that's what I've done for you, my Creator. 
I've gotten rid of all the junk. Somebody, you know, somebody else can deal with it. I don't have to because I'm doing everything I can do for you. <clears throat> so don't don't think that there is like a half shekel offering or something that has to be done. That that's just impossible because there were poor people who couldn't have afforded it, right? And because everybody's eligible to eat Passover, no matter what they do, no matter who they are, you can do that. Now, the rabbis today are going to argue with that, but when you start looking at Scripture, anyone's eligible. And if you don't believe me, look at Numbers, uh, I believe it's chapter 9. Enough on that right now. Also, you are to observe the Feast of Harvest, the first fruits of your labors that you sow in the field, as well as the Feast of Ingathering at the end of year when you gather the crops in from the field. What's the difference between the harvest and the ingathering? See, in the United States, we think about the fall as harvest time. But in an agrarian society, we all know that the, the barley was typically going to be the first ripe grain of the year. Then it would be uh, the wheat and the oats. Okay? <clears throat> that would be later in the summer. At the end of the year, that's when things like, uh, in, well, in the United States, corn, soybeans, apples, um, some nuts, some figs, that kind of thing. All right? Depending on the latitude you live in. But here, you know, it's a little bit different society. It's a little bit different uh, weather conditions. So he lays them out according to what would have been in the Middle East. And we still, around the world, follow these uh, feasts as they were done in Israel at the time. Three times in the year, all your men are to appear. Uh oh. Now, here we have a little bit of a problem. How do we apply uh, Exodus 23 17 into our lives today? <clears throat> when it says, Three times in the year, all your men are to appear before the Lord your God. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting concept, isn't it? Logistically speaking, there is no way that all of the men who should be in Jerusalem will fit in Jerusalem, logistically speaking. But you know what can happen? All of these people can be in the same heart today, can't they? They can all be, they can all have that desire to be, they can all have the... Uh, uh, the willingness to be obedient, can't they? I might actually spend a lot of time on that in the very near future. Do not, uh, verse 18, do not offer the blood of my sacrifice with leavened bread, nor is the fat of my feast to remain out all night until morning. Bring the choicest first fruits of your land. Again, do the best you can. Do the best you can. And we have this really obscure verse that says don't boil a kid in its mother's milk. Now that does actually appear three times, okay? So they take this concept of don't boil a kid in its mother's milk and they say, oh, well, we can't mix dairy and uh, meat, right? Well, okay, how do you go from don't boil a kid in its mother's milk to you can't have chicken and cheese? Um, I'm going to take a lot of heat for this and that's okay, I'll take the heat. 
I'm going to say this this way. It says, don't boil a kid in its mother's milk. I'm going to take that to mean, because if you read it in Hebrew, it says, don't boil a kid in its mother's milk. So what I have to think in my mind is, God is saying to us, okay, people, get this through your head. Do not boil a kid in its mother's milk. That's what it means. I don't know how much more plain he can get there. It doesn't mean don't have a cheeseburger. It doesn't mean that you can't have... Uh, it doesn't mean that it's necessary for you to have two refrigerators in your house, one for meat and one for dairy. You know, I don't think God had the concept of two refrigerators in somebody's house when he had Moses write this stuff down. All right? Verse 20, Behold, I'm sending an angel before you to guard you on the way and to bring you into the place I have prepared. This is where we get the term guardian angel. All right? Totally different concept of what we have as a guardian angel today. You know, the people that wear the little guardian angel on their lapels? Yeah, that's not what it's about. This was what it's about. It says, watch for him and listen to his voice. Do not rebel against him because he will not pardon your transgression. My name is in him. <clears throat> hmm. Let me let me let me read that again. In verse 21 it says, "Watch for him." This is the guardian angel, right? He's going to send this messenger and he's going to guide you and guard you into the place that the Almighty has prepared for us. And it says, watch for him and listen to his voice. Do not rebel against him because he will not pardon your transgression. My name is in him. But if you listen closely to his voice and do everything I say, I will be an enemy to your enemy and an adversary to your adversary. For my angel will go for, before you and bring you to the Amorites, the Hittites, the Pisites, Canaanites, the Hivites, and the Jezebites, and I will cut them off. And see, he's specifically talking about uh, traveling through the wilderness, and he's saying, look, I'm going to send this guide for you. He's going to protect you, and he's going to do these things for you. Just don't blow it. All you have to do is what I tell you to do. Don't do anything more. Don't do anything less. Just do what I tell you to do, and it's all going to be good. That promise remains today. If we do things His way, it's all good. We might not see it as that immediately, but it's all good because it's doing it His way, not our way. Okay? You are not to bow down before their gods, meaning the gods of all those people who lived in Canaan that we just mentioned that I don't want to repeat again. <laughs> because if I do it again, I might not pronounce them the same. Um, you are to, uh, rather you are to utterly overthrow them, break down their altars and pillars into pieces. You are to serve your creator and he will bless your food and your water. Moreover, I will take sickness away from your midst. No one will miscarry nor be barren in your land, and I will fill up the number of your days. All right, I need to stop right there for a second. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, there are churches out there who have these prayer circles that are praying for people. What's the problem? Why aren't these people uh, being 
uh, healed? Why are why are these people suffering? Why are these people so desperate? Some of them destitute. I know pastors in pulpits uh, suffering from cancer today, diabetes, heart disease, you name it, and it's out there. And these should be the healthiest people on the planet. What's going on? What's going on? What are they not doing? Uh oh. Uh-oh, I'm, I'm dancing on toes now. I guarantee you I'm dancing on toes now. Yep. Guarantee it. You are to serve your creator, and he will bless your food and your water. Moreover, I will take sickness away from your midst. What are they not doing? They are not serving their creator God and him alone. Guarantee you. Guarantee you that is the source why so many churches are sick. Why so many people in so many churches are sick. Why their prayers are not answered. That's a, that's a tough thing to hear, I know. But you need to hear it. You need to hear it. You need to understand it. Verse 27, I will send my terror before you and throw all the people to whom you will come into panic. I will make all your enemies turn their backs on you. I will send the hornet before you. I will drive out the Hivites, the Canaanites, the Hittites before you. I will not drive them out from before you in a single year. Otherwise, your land will become desolate. In other words, there's not enough of you to fill it up yet. All right? Excuse me. Little by little, I will drive them out until you are fruitful. Then you can possess the land. There just wasn't enough of them to fill it up. That's that's why that's in there. All right. I will set your border from the Sea of Reeds to the Sea of of the Philistine and from the wilderness to the Euphrates River. I will deliver the inhabitants of the land to your land. You are to drive them out before you. Make no covenant with them or their gods. Uh, I could go places, but I don't have time. They must not dwell in your land and cause you to sin against me. For if you worship their gods, they will be a snare for you. Should I go back up here to this verse that says, uh, you are to serve the Lord your God, your creator alone, and he will bless your food and your water, and I will take sickness from you? Do I need to go back up there and say that again? Do you understand that he's saying you're going to serve him and him alone and he will take sickness from you and he will bless your food, he will bless your water? And then you come down here and says, don't make covenant with these people or their gods. Well, I realize in today's society, sometimes you have to have a contract. Totally different thing. Okay? If you have a, a contract with a bank to buy a, a piece of property or a car or something of value, that's different than entering into a covenantal agreement. It's completely different. Completely different. They must not dwell in your land. Um, you know, I... I, I Yeah, I'm going to go there. We cannot today, we cannot today in the United States apply this to us because this is specific to where? He's just said. He's just just given you the border boundaries 
of where this is specific to, we cannot apply that in the United States today. You cannot apply that in South Africa today. You cannot apply that in China today. You can't even apply it in Northern Europe today because the boundaries of this are specific. There are certain times that certain things are meant for certain areas, and this is one of them. Okay? Now, we get into... Uh, that that there is the covenant. Okay, all of w- what I have just gone over in the last uh, what four uh, previous episodes and, and then this one is the covenant. It is the application of the Ten Commandments into the lives of the people. This is what was violated just a few weeks later. Okay. Because what's going to happen right now is, you know, the Almighty says to Moses, look, you get Aaron, Ahab, and the 70 elders. They're going to stand down there. Moses, you're going to come up here, and we're going to go through some of these things again. And we're going to, we're going to tell them, you know, what was said. And then they agree to it. Then they agree to it. All right? Then Moses goes down and he sprinkles blood on the people. He sprinkles blood on an altar. And guess what? You now have a blood covenant. From Exodus chapter 20 to Exodus chapter 24 are the parameters. What I mean by that is they are the agreement of the covenant. From the first commandment, you will have no other gods in my face. Right up until, right up until he sets the boundaries of, of the, the land. Okay, there are things. Now that does not mean because he sets the boundaries of the land in that last section. That does not mean that it, this thing only happens in the land. If it only happened in the land, then why in the world in the United States today are we practicing some of the Ten Commandments. That would just be stupid on our part. Right? Like I said, there are certain things that are for certain boundaries. There are certain things that are for certain lands. But the overall uh, covenant that we have the opportunity to join into is laid out from Exodus 20 through 24 through the beginning of 24, I should say. So all of these things that we can apply to our lives today, if we do it properly, are the things that are in the covenant. Now, very, very, very shortly, you're going to, you know, we can read that we blew it. Okay, we screwed this up. That's just, that's just plain, flat out, the blunt way to say it. We screwed it up. There's no other way to say it. There's no other way to get around it. Uh, We went out and, and because... Moses went back up into the mountain and he was spending time with the Almighty. You know, the people got nervous because they thought that their leader had abandoned them. They thought God had abandoned them. They didn't realize and didn't understand. Um, you know, sometimes you just got to you gotta be patient and wait for uh, all of the terms of the contracts to be handed down, right? 
they didn't want to take the time, let me say this again, they didn't want to take the time that it takes to verify the contract. That's what was going on. Moses went up to verify the contract. And the people got nervous, said, Aaron, Aaron, you've got to do something. And I've gone over this before. You know, Aaron tried to put it off. He said, look, you know, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. You've got to do it, Aaron. I'm not doing it. You've got to do it. All right, if your women and your children will agree, if you're going to steal the earrings from your women and children, I'll do something. Thinking that the women and children will protest, right? Well, they didn't protest. Aaron backed himself into a corner that he couldn't get out of and wound up making a golden calf. Like, not, you know, and I've jokingly said like 10 minutes after this. It, it took a few days, okay? In all honesty. But less than 60 days later, we were right back into the problems. I'm going to, next time, go over what these problems lead to, all right, and why. But I don't have time enough to go into it today. <clears throat> I really hope you have enjoyed uh, and has been, have been blessed by understanding what the parameters of this covenant is and how to apply many of those things to, to your life today. Don't think for a second that this stuff isn't important in, the, in our world. We see it, and, and if you are careful, if you're careful, you can look around your community, your, your state, your country, wherever you are in the world, your corner of the world, and you can see these things at work today. One of my most favorite uh, books in all of the Bible is the book of Job. And in one of my most favorite uh, passages in there is where, you know, they're, they're talking about, well, is God real? Is this real? Is this happening? And they say, look, you know, ask the, the fish, ask the beasts, ask the, the fowl of the air, ask the dirt, ask the earth, and it will tell you. If you don't believe that there is a creator God, you're dumber than dirt because even the dirt knows it was created. Okay? One of my favorite, maybe one of my very, very favorite things is saying even the dirt knows and if you don't believe that you are a created being, you're dumber than dirt. It's that simple. It says so right in the Bible. When I kind of twist it around a little bit, right? And I'll admit I'm twisting it around for my pleasure. But it just says so right there. It's, it's that simple. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, I really hope you've been blessed by this. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your patience. Uh, I, and I appreciate your donations too. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But please, 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 uh, go live the way your Creator designed you to live. And I wish you many, many blessings.